Hello, everybody. Welcome to Camp Codger. Join us as three old guys share their often humorous, occasionally inspirational, and sometimes serious insights into this crazy experience called the golden years. Hi, I'm Gary Ebersall. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. We're here at Camp Codger Studios in the Metaverse. And yes, the old Codgers actually do live in the Metaverse. Hard to believe sometimes, but here we are. Today, we're going to examine a well-worn cliche. Can you teach old dogs new tricks? Can you teach old codgers new tricks? Before we get started, Richard, do you have a codger moment for us? I sure do. My moment is on how almost every meeting with a friend begins and ends with what my wife calls an organ recital. I'm referring to med talk. I had a birthday recently, but right after the salutations, the next line is, and how's your health? Medical under control? I'm okay, how about you? And then begins the litany of doctor visits, procedures, pills, and things you can't do because of the pills or the procedures or the condition. Same thing the next day during coffee with a friend, literally the next day. How's your ex? Getting better. How's your why? I mean, enough already. Life is still, I hope, more than doctor visits, more than pills, isn't it? How about travel? How about a good TV show or movie or a book or a walk? How about pickleball? <laughs> oh, God, not Pickleball. I am so hey, tired of hey, reading about hey. pickleball. You know, you guys, if you're dissing pickleball, you've never played pickleball. That's I, all I'm going to say. Right. Okay. Back to the old codgers learning new tricks. Guys, let me ask you, do you think it's possible for old codgers to learn new tricks? Richard? Absolutely. I, I have learned some new tricks, and I've seen colleagues who in the newsroom for years, who knew how to do one thing, reporting, copy editing, editing, whatever, have now turned to new jobs and new skills and new forms of contact and interaction for the government, for PR, for crisis management organizations, even going from print to radio, which is not easy. From a place where you never say something publicly to a place where your whole persona is a public persona over the airwaves. Randy? Why, yes, Gary, I <laughs> learned something new just recently. Oh, please Would you tell like me. to hear about it? Yes, Randy, I'd love to hear about your new trick. Oh, good. <laughs> well, a friend of mine, oddly, his name is Gary also, asked me to be a co-host on a podcast, <laughs> something I had never done before. I think I'm going to give it a try, Gary. You're not doing too bad. <laughs> but I do totally agree with Richard. I think we can all learn new tricks. One of the things that creates a cliche is, number one, we hear it over and over again. And number two, there's some truth in it, right? right. Yeah. For a lot of people, they don't learn new tricks because they just stop learning. They stop trying new things. It's not that they can't learn them. It's because they just don't seem to care to learn them. Actually, that was going to be the question I was going to ask. Why don't people learn new things? And I think you were spot on. People just give up. 
Why do we need to learn new things? Why bother? I'm too old. They don't only well, give I, up, I'll but they you. resist. I saw it in my newsroom the last 10 years I was there. The older people were doing the things they'd done for 20 or 30 years, and they were not going to learn this new thing. I think a lot of it is just personal comfort. Hmm. It's certainly more challenging to learn something new. Uh, you might even have to work at it. You also have to be okay with not being good at it oh, for great. a while. That's great. That's, you know, mm -hmm. that's a really good point because we we're so conditioned, we're so trained into developing expertise yes. in something new, particularly in our professional worlds. You don't want to be the the average person. You want to be the person that excels. And at our age, we can be delightfully average. Dare to be average. <laughs> <laughs> Just the other day, I woke up and I said, you know, I'm looking forward to an average day. <laughs> Nothing special. I'm going to just muddle through things. But I have to say, when you're a codger but not retired and in an office context, you have people around you who are way ahead of you. It's not as easy to be comfortable with average well, now we can talk about ego, but that's another subject altogether. I think mm -hmm. we can do another episode on, on aging egos, because that's really mm -hmm. what you're talking about, mm -hmm. is daring to be average, basically saying, hmm, ego, it's gone. I'm an old codger now. I don't have an ego. Not true, but we try to convince ourselves of that. When I first suggested this topic, I was actually kind of interested in more of the uh, neurological capabilities. Can old mm -hmm. codgers learn new tricks? It turns out in the neuroscience world, there's just a ton of literature on whether adults can learn new things. It turns out to be kind of this fundamental concept of neurogenesis. But it's the basically human brain creating new neurons. And there's this raging debate in the neuroscience community some research says, no, by the time you're 18 years old, you're done. No more new neurons. There's another side that says, even into our 70s and 80s, we're still generating new neurons. Wow. The science is confused. I thought it was interesting. But beyond that, it's irrelevant to us because we're not going to be able to change our neurobiological capabilities. Are you sure those headaches I have occasionally aren't the development of new neurons? I thought that was the pain in the butt that you have sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Richard. That's sometimes, what it is. That's, that's what, it, what was. it is. Neurons don't have to always form in your head, in your brain. <laughs> oh, you know, this is great. I, I love this podcast because I learn something every time we do an episode. Every time. I knew I was going to learn something this time, but I didn't think it was going to be that neurons can also grow in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a point we better be really careful before we go too far down the slippery yeah. slope Next. on this one. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so another, let's go back to examples. Old dogs learning new tricks, old codgers learning new tricks. Actually, I find one that's personal was my mother at 85 bought an iPad, learned how to use Google, searched for me. She had to search for me because we'd been estranged for 25 years, found my email address, 
and sent me an email. Now, that's amazing. An 85-year-old woman can actually learn to use an iPad, You learn to use Google, and learn to send email. And she never had a computer in her whole life. I was impressed. That's actually quite impressive. My mom was one of those people who was old enough so that she never needed to use a computer during her working adult life. She just decided she was never going to learn how to use a computer ever. And she died at the age of 92, having never had any kind of computer experience at all. But again, that's, that was a choice. Right. I think she could have learned. Now, she wouldn't have been a quick learner. I don't know. She would have been put off by it, scared by it. Yeah. But I think she could have done it. It turns out that a lot of the data shows that we still learn, but we don't learn quickly. And it's the pace of our learning that really changes, which probably keeps us from being the absolute best in any sort of rigorous field, any f- sort of field of study, research, endeavor. We're just not going to be the best anymore because if we have to learn something new, then we can't learn it fast enough. It's like this podcast. Learning how to do a podcast has been a real challenge. But we've got to the point where the three of us can put together a podcast do a little post-production processing and turn out something that we're rather proud of. Well, that's just the miracle of, of editing, Gary. It's not that we're really all that great. Gave away our secret. We have to all record right, forget for... forget about it. Gary, cut that out. <laughs> it will be cut out for, for certain. <laughs> Let me just bring up a term. And I know, I think Gary has already wailed about this term, but the term is relevance. If you're older and you want to remain at all relevant, you want to understand what's going on in the world, the way the world is working. You want to understand younger people that might be colleagues, associates, whatever they are. If you're retired still, you're hopefully relating to somebody who's 50 or 40 or 25. If you want to understand them, if you want to in any way participate in that dialogue, you have to learn something new. There's new vocabulary, there's new ways of dealing with data. There's everything is new. If you want to just give it up and sit on the couch the rest of your life, maybe get out to play golf, that's fine. But if you want to stay at all in the conversation, you got to learn something new, don't you? I hope so. You actually made a comment about getting out and playing golf, but you're not learning anything new. And it turns out some of the data shows that just social engagement is really important to how your brain works, how your mind works. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. What do you think the most important thing you can do to help yourselves learn more, learn better? Well, let's start with this thing. The idea that you can't learn anything new if you constantly do the same things and you're never exposed to anything new. So I think a lot of it starts with a willingness to be open to something new whatever that might be, whether it comes to you or it's something you discover and you decide to pursue it. But if you're kind of shut down and you're not actively engaged with the world, you're not going to learn anything. That follows the excuse that I've learned enough. I know everything now. Why do I need to learn anything more? That's a fallacy. As Richard says, if you want to stay engaged, you want to be part of the world, you've got to learn something new. What we're really doing is we're supporting the thesis that you can learn new things as you get older. 
And it's all a matter of choice. You can say, I'm done, I've had enough, or it's too hard, or I'm tired, I'm too old to do this because why bother? I'm not going to be around that much longer. Those are all excuses for not learning new things because I think we've found enough evidence that people can figure this out. Then they can say, yeah, I can learn new things. And going back to that dreaded word, that dreaded activity, pickleball, it is a new thing that a lot of very senior people have taken up. It involves new rules, new kind of movement, new engagement with the opponent and your partner. Why not? <laughs> Except for your knees, but, but, elbows, and shoulders. You don't have to move. You just stand in one oh. place and reach out and hit the ball. Right, that's, Randy? That's what they tried to sell me on. Well, that's, that's what they try to tell you in the beginning. <laughs> the truth of the matter is you're going to move around enough to get exercise. And even though um, Gary doesn't like the idea of pickleball... I have found it really challenging and fun, and I'm happy to be a budding pickleball star. A, a pickleball. There is such a thing. <laughs> Old codger pickleball. Oh, that's redundant. Old I love it, pickleball. Randy. God, let's get you out on the court sometime. Wow. Total, I'm totally there. I, oh. I got my beginner paddle, and I know what the ball looks like, <laughs> and I know the concept. It's like... You know, for those of you who've never played pickleball, it's a combination of ping pong and tennis, the way I look at go. it. Yeah. The court looks like a tennis court, but it's smaller. You're hitting over a net the same way you do in tennis. The paddle looks more like a ping pong paddle, and then the ball and looks the ball. like a wiffle ball. It's a wiffle so it's, ball. it's yeah. a morph of all these things yeah. that, hey, just so happen to work perfectly for older folks who are looking to learn something new. <laughs> and back to Gary, it's slower. It's slower. And, it, and Gary, we'll, we'll slow this down for you. So, it's new, but it's slow. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to play pickleball. The next time I'm in Colorado Springs or you're in Santa Fe, you're going to teach me to play pickleball. Perfect. I understand totally. it takes like five minutes to learn. It's not like we're, not we're playing a tough. complex Except this thing called In the Kitchen. I haven't figured that out. It seems, oh, Lordy. No, no, I let's not go there. a pickleball show in our future. We'll do pickleball. My objection to pickleball is it seems like all the newspapers and magazines are now picked up on pickleball. Is the well, hottest you know why? Article. We're all savvy when it comes to the media. The media likes to pick up on stories right at the point where they've gotten popular enough so that enough people will pay attention to the story just because they're already doing it. Right. They don't often find the brand new thing. Pickleball is the fastest growing sport in America, mm. by far. By far. Uh, and our age group is the fastest growing age group. And we're driving the pickleball growth, too. Exactly. All right. So All it's, right. A, it's a convergence of a couple of trends in America. And Gary, whether you like it or not, we're going to get you on a pickleball court. And I'm going to like teach- it. By God, I, I you wanna, don't have to like it, but you're going to have to do it because you're going to be forced <laughs> to learn something new. Okay, I will learn pickleball. An interesting comment you made in that thread was exercise, and pickleball gives you exercise. Well, it turns out, based upon neuroscience, going back to the geek stuff again, according to the neuroscientists who research it, well, number one thing you can do to improve your cognitive capabilities is exercise. It does more to generate new neurons than anything else you can do. It's all about exercise. And the data is pretty good there. When I get out and do my exercise, I'm thinking it's all for my brain health and my cardiovascular health, but brain health is part of it. 
So I feel I feel a rocky moment coming on. Dun da da dun da da dun da da dun 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 da da dun da da dun da da dun. So that's a reference our our audience will understand. Well, maybe all three of us need to have a one hour coordinated physical activity and then do the podcast. Oh, we'd be brilliant! Just brilliant. Let's do that as a test. Randy, we're about ready to wrap things up. Anything to say? Well, I, I like the fact that you did the, the geek research for us because I didn't at all. And it sound, it's interesting to me that the science is not as clear as it might be. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, yeah, we could learn something new and yeah, maybe our brains aren't working quite as well. I choose to believe that we can, as old dogs, we can still learn new tricks and I'm going to be the, the kind of old dog that keeps trying. That's exactly what I was thinking is that I'm, I don't even care what the research shows. I'm not going to not try to learn new things. I want to be out there. And as I said earlier, I want to be able to communicate with people that are younger than me and not just reminisce about old times. Me, yeah. I, I got so many new projects in my queue <laughs> because new projects are what interest me. And new projects are all about learning something new. For our listeners, thanks for joining us. It's not over yet. Go for a long walk, engage with people, eat better. All these good, healthy things that are good for your heart are also good for your mind. If you have learned any new tricks, send us a note. Leave a comment at the bottom of this episode. I just want to say one thing. We're not dead yet. (laughs) We can still learn. Go out there. Get your butt off the couch and go play pickleball. (laughs) Okay. Randy, you get the rap. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Next week, Richard takes us on a trip down memory lane when he waxes nostalgic about bookstores. You know, those places filled with paper products. (laughs) No pixels anywhere. Uh, Where are my pixels? All right. We're done. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, sign up at campcodger.com to receive email updates about new episodes. As always, we would be delighted if you left a comment below. You can also join the fun by checking out Camper Corner on our website.